This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Saleh and Hani Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. I hope you're all having a blessed afternoon and you are basically at the place where we bring you the latest in technology right here in the UAE and all around the world. Everything from applications, artificial intelligence to gadgets, you are getting it all here. But today we have lots to share about what is happening right here in the UAE because as the UAE uh, launches the Hope Probe, or it has actually launched the Hope Probe back in July, works on the new uh, satellite that's going to be launching in 2023. We're also working on inspiring the young generation of scientists to become more involved in space. And this is exactly why the UAE will be hosting space programs that we are going to be giving you all the details about in just a few moments. Yes, indeed. The UAE has been heavily uh, interested into the Space Exploration Agency and we're really excited to see what we have in store soon. But let's talk about Apple and how they will hold a November 10th event. And analysts do expect new Mac computers. And I actually saw a leak myself where there's a couple computers, laptops and computers, mm. that will be coming out and uh, they're already patented already. Well, this is going to be the third Apple online event this year, which I don't think has ever happened before. We usually have two, but not mm. three necessarily. Um, but happening in the tech world as well is artificial intelligence that can identify the cuffs of asymptomatic people who have COVID-19. Mm. So could this become a new way of detecting COVID-19 apart from the laser test and the PCR test? This is definitely what we're going to be talking about. Now, I, f- I find it weird that they call them asymptomatic people, but yeah. they cough. Yeah, true. It's kind of like, what? <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about that now. Now, AI, we've been talking about a lot, how it's been excelling a lot in all sectors and mm-hmm. especially the, the medicine sector. As uh, the pandemic did start, we've seen a lot of uh, technology being used to detect coronavirus. But let's talk about our, our, in our apps all around the world segment, what's up and how they're rolling out a new storage management tool this week. Anything that can save storage, we are going to be welcoming it with open arms. But Today, we're going to also be tackling weird inventions because Disney just released a new skinless robot that can blink just like a human being. What will it be used for? And is it going to be featured in its newest movies? That is all going to be in discussion today. So make sure you keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. But I mean, you know, (laughs) it's never too much. You're listening to Pulse 95. Daily Digital News. Bits and Bytes Connect Our World. Bits and Bytes do connect our world, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to be talking about all the tech news that's happening around the world in space and in the UAE. And speaking about the UAE and space, UAE is going to host a space programs to inspire the new generation of future astronauts and scientists. Now, we do know the past uh, year we've been seeing a lot going on when it when it comes to the UAE and space. Couple of years, yeah. The past couple of years, uh, we saw Hazal Mansour go to the International Space Station. We saw the Mars Hope probe mission, but uh, a, a series of space-related activities will be held across the UAE for the next three months to get pupils and students excited about the galaxies just beyond the stars. Yes, indeed. Now, right here in the UAE, uh, we definitely enjoy seeing our students become excited about the space sector. And this is exactly why the UAE Space Agency, alongside the Mohammed Badashid Space Center, are actually working on a new program that will basically be inspiring space enthusiasts, 
future academics and engineers to go ahead and become more involved in the space sector. The name of this initiative is actually called the Generation Hope. So it's basically going to be including competitions, webinars, uh, space camps, different programs for all academics, teachers, as well as students. It's scheduled to start next month with the Hope Science Journey webinars. Uh, actually, uh, they're going to be starting next month, but the other uh, parts of the initiative will be launching within the upcoming months. This webinar will actually be teaching all of the participants about the UAE's Mars mission. Yes, and two Hope camps will be held over December and January. And the first will last five days and will invite pupils aged 12 to 18 to learn about space and the Mars mission. Now, the second day, there is going to be a two-day camp, which will be more specialized and invite distinguished undergraduates studying STEM subjects to take part of. Now, the Emirates Mars mission team will also share their expertise and provide insights about the mission. So you're kind of getting a crash course on the, sp- the the missions in space and how the UAE uh, did send that probe, the Ho- Hope Mars probe to space. Yes, indeed. But my favorite part about this initiative is the way they're also going to be appreciating teachers and training them to be able to foster the love of space in students because uh, the initiative will also be launching the annual Teacher Ambassador Program. And it's actually the sixth year that this program has been going on. But this is the first time it takes part uh, of this initiative because what it's going to happen is basically STEM teachers from schools across the UAE will be trained to serve as ambassadors of the educational initiatives that have to do with the space sector. So they're basically going to be also creating a different competition only for teachers that will be called the Newton STEM Mm. Challenge. And it's going to be held in December. Uh, It will be challenging teachers to design a game, an experiment, or an activity to explain Newton's laws of motion, which we all know are based in different forms of science, but are also the basis of understanding the space sector. Yes, and it is uh, uh, kind of, uh, they're thinking, they're looking towards the future. They're saying that next summer, Emirati students specializing in space can Mm. take part in the research experience of undergraduates program, which will actually allow them to be mentored by members of the Mars mission team and even gain practical research-based experience at distinguished space science facilities in the UAE and abroad. It's crazy because five years ago, there was very little known of jobs in the space sector, but now the thinking has completely changed. We've seen the space sector basically start to become booming, not just with students who are majoring in engineering or uh, sciences, but rather anyone. Even students in architecture have also had a chance to become more involved in the space sector. Mm -hmm. But as we celebrate accomplishments right here in the UAE, Apple in the United States is also celebrating a new event that will be coming pretty soon to launch their brand new laptops. Yes, Apple will hold a November 10th event. So you do have six days to get ready and kind of uh, clear your schedule (laughs) so you can watch that online event. And a lot of people are speculating that there will be new computers. Now, Apple did announce a special event for November 10th, but didn't give any further details aside from a tagline just one more thing. Now, Apple last month did announce a range of new iPhones and did also announce the new Apple Watches in a service bundle in September. But the company in June did say it would introduce new Mac computers 
using its own processor chips, which are dubbed as Apple Silicon. And they did say that they will announce it before the end of the year. Now, a couple of months ago, Omni and I did talk about how Apple does want to keep everything in-house now. They don't mm-hmm. want to rely on third-party or suppliers, for example, Intel. And Intel was the processor that was being supplied for their Mac computers. They obviously cut that deal, and now they're creating their own processors. But a lot of people are expecting that these Macs will be debuted in November, on November 10th. Yes, indeed. Now, the tagline is definitely a very catchy one. One more thing, that is what Tim Cook, Tim Cook is planning for this uh, event. But we're also going to be looking at them basically cutting down as, or cutting up a 16-year partnership that they've had with Intel. So this is definitely going to be a very exciting mm-hmm. MacBook to explore, especially because is the performance going to imp- be impacted? Will the battery health mm-hmm. decline or will it increase? All speculations are going to show that Apple's processors will be a lot faster than Intel's and that the battery life will be much better. But I guess we only have time to tell. Let us know. Are you willing to go ahead and purchase the brand new MacBook Pro or MacBook Air that Apple will launch in the November 10 event? And how long does a MacBook computer survive for you? Mm. How long do you keep it for? Now, I've seen people have it for more than for at least 10 years, yes, more than five years. I've seen years. that as well. But uh, I, my personal opinion is, and uh, kind of a, an advice, don't buy the brand new MacBook when mm. it comes out. Mm. Wait for a little bit, because when you have this new tech, especially since it's coming from Apple, and we do know that Apple doesn't create processors, Yeah, you have to wait and see what does come, because we will know, like the butterfly keyboard that happened a couple of years ago, a lot of people had problems with the keyboard, and until Apple got it right, it did take them a couple of years. So hold on to your money for a little bit, <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about a lot of things, and we're going to be talking about how AI can identify the cough of an asymptomatic person. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. What's worth a click and download? What's worth a click and download, ladies and gentlemen? We're talking about WhatsApp and how they're going to be rolling out a new storage management tool this week. Now, we do know a lot of people uh, kind of uh, have a problem when it does come to storage on their phone. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom being one of them. Now, she has too much pictures on her WhatsApp. Same. And uh, because they have, they do have an option, actually, that they keep saving any picture that does come to their phone, mm-hmm. automatically saved and goes to their device. And I told her to turn it off. But That's the best That's the best decision she could have made, honestly, to turn it off because it does... She hasn't turned it off yet. She didn't? I told her. Oh, God. Yes. I mean, it eats up on your storage like no other. But this is exactly why WhatsApp has come up with a solution so that if you choose to keep your photos saved you may just have a way to go around it because they just rolled out or are planning to roll out within the next few weeks, depending on what phone you have, an improved storage management tool that it's going to be become a lot more useful for different users to identify, review, and bulk delete content that might be filling their phone. Now, the trick here and the main tip is in bulk deleting. Mm-hmm. We all know it's just too annoying to go through your camera roll and delete things one by one. Sometimes you can go ahead and delete it in bulk, but 
With this, you will also be able to get cleanup suggestions. So you can go ahead and bucket large files and media that has been forwarded to you many times. You can sort out the different files depending on their size in descending order. And even it will also give you a way to basically be able to preview the file very quickly before you go ahead and press that delete button. Yes, now what's up did say that this new storage management tool or tools are rolling out to users worldwide this week. So you mm -hmm. may soon see it being implemented on your device. Now, when available, users can navigate to the new tool by going to settings, then storage and data, and then manage storage. Now, on the company's third quarter earnings last week, Facebook's Mark, uh, CEO Mark Zuckerberg did say that roughly 100 billion messages are exchanged every single day on WhatsApp. Yes. That's a lot of messages, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is. And if if anyone is living right here in the UAE, they would know that WhatsApp is basically our US iMessage. In different parts around the world, iMessage is widely used. But right yes. here, WhatsApp is the way to go. Yes. Now, uh, actually, I've seen WhatsApp being used a lot more in the US in recent years. Really? Yes, because kind of when it comes to their group options mm -hmm. when there's a group whatsapp does excel in that field yeah now with iMessage they haven't really uh, made that group option feel as uh, as home or friendly to the user now i use what my iMessage to speak uh with my friends and family in the states as they do use it yeah. but when we do have a group it is on whatsapp because mm -hmm. it's just simpler cleaner in it's a more way convenient. more convenient more convenient so i do kind of uh, like what's up more and i mean i actually had this conversation a couple of weeks ago how WhatsApp has stopped being a social media platform or a messaging app it's become a necessity to be used i mean it's like texting you're definitely it's not right like texting it, yeah, is texting it is texting um but i don't know if you've seen this but I, f at some point last week every time i would try to forward a message to any of my contacts list i will only be able to forward one message at a time to one contact which mm. is an update that we heard whatsapp was planning to roll yes. out i just didn't know it was going to be rolling out that soon so let us know how do you go about saving your mm -hmm. uh, media that you receive on whatsapp do you have it turned on so all the messages that you get on your whatsapp especially those good morning messages that you get the pictures in yeah, arabic yeah. yes they can fill yeah. up your uh, media like no other they will flood your photos app let us know how do you go about saving them do you keep them mm. or do you choose to selectively uh, save your media on your mm. phone? Our text lines are open for 215 it to or sign into our DMs at Pulse95Radio on Instagram. Yes. Now, uh, a lot of people actually, uh, th they'll have that save option on. Yeah. And uh, what will happen is that WhatsApp does have their own cloud where they will back up whatever you'll have. So I think I have around... Uh, I think it's like 80 gigabytes of backup mm. because I'm in oh a lot of, a lot of a lot of groups and we would send a lot of funny videos to the, one another. The backups come in very handy yeah. when you change phones. Yes, so so what you can do is back up your device ever so often and uh, just delete anything that is unnecessary and I do recommend only and I do recommend to not have that option turned on to save everything that is being sent to you. We're going to take a short break but when we come back ladies and gentlemen we're talking about AI that can detect coughs that can, might be related to the coronavirus. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. 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 Check this out. Check this out. Pulse95. 
Sometimes artificial intelligence knows more about us than we know about ourselves. And especially during the COVID-19 pandemic, we have seen different forms of technology being deployed to try and catch the early symptoms of this pandemic and this virus. But researchers from MIT are taking a completely different step towards testing uh, testing for the COVID-19. PCR tests aside, laser tests aside, we are looking at an algorithm that can differentiate the cuffs of asymptomatic people who have COVID-19. Now, the whole trick behind this, even though they are asymptomatic, every person can go ahead and force a cuff. And if we can use a form of artificial intelligence to try and distinguish between every cuff and the other, we may just be able to see who has COVID-19 before that person develops symptoms, even if they wouldn't have, you'll be able to find out. Yes, now researchers at MIT and from MIT are currently working on a free app that would enable anyone to cough into their smartphone and essentially get a pre-screening of mm-hmm. whether or not they might have COVID-19, even if they don't have any symptoms. So we're talking about asymptomatic people. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, prior to the pandemic, the MIT team, MIT team had been mm-hmm. working on AI models that could diagnose diseases, which do include Alzheimer's. Now, it was going to do that based on vocal recording. So basically, if someone's speech or their sound of the voice, they could detect Alzheimer's. Yeah. But we're seeing something about training the AI and how AI is getting more and more advanced to even detect a deadly virus. So in my opinion, something like this is not it shouldn't it shouldn't be that one way out of ruling whether or not someone has the coronavirus true but it should be one of the tools and one of one of the tactics to see whether or not this person has corona and if that person is has a little bit of a of a of a a question mark on his Mm. cough or on his or her cough to then get a pcr test absolutely now what we've been seeing is uh, is that this artificial intelligence could uh, be actually used to detect different biomarkers like the vocal cord strength, the lung capacity, the neuromuscular degeneration. And these were all biomarkers that tend to be associated with the Alzheimer's disease. But but since COVID-19 can definitely have very similar symptoms, one of them being that temporary neuromuscular impairment, researchers have decided to basically mold this uh, AI to also come in handy during the COVID-19 pandemic. So the idea behind it all is that the artificial intelligence would be able to pick up these differences in the cuffs that are caused by this impairment, as well as other symptoms that differentiate healthy people from asymptomatic people with COVID-19. Now, according to their research, the theory works since they had already trained the initial AI on tens of thousands of recordings. They were able to create a COVID specific assessment for about 4000 cuffs that they sampled. So theory, it works. How adaptive can the app be to the different cuffs? I guess only ha- we have we only have time to tell. Yes, Omnia, and now we do see how kind of AI, when you feed it information, it can start working smartly. Mm. Now, AI is very advanced, ladies and gentlemen, and we've seen AI being used in literally everything the past couple of months and in general, the past couple of years, we talked about AI kind of conducting interviews in the job market, AI True. helping people with education, AI helping us with medicine. So now we're seeing how it's going to be used to detect COVID-19. And they did test AI on 1,000 other samples, Mm -hmm. uh, half healthy and half not. And it did correctly identify 98.5% of coughs from people who had COVID-19. So it is accurately tagged all the forced coughs from asymptomatic people who did have COVID-19, 
which is pretty impressive and very good. Now, it does show a kind of hopeful future that maybe one that we are learning how to kind of live with COVID-19. Now, we do have to battle it. It does exist and it's it's around us. So we do need to know how to kind of live with it, but at the same time, keep ourselves safe. 100%. And uh, the best part about it is that it's also working on diagnosing those who are asymptomatic because little do we know it's those asymptomatic people that are unknowingly contributing to the spread of the virus and the spread of this pandemic without them even knowing because if someone has symptoms it's very easy for them to you know stay home they know that they probably have the COVID-19 virus so they will be able to actively protect themselves and protect those around them but if you don't know that you have the virus how could you go ahead and protect those around you so having a cuff pre-screening tool that can easily allow people to get a sense of whether or not they have COVID-19 before they go out into the world and spread it. That is definitely a form of AI that we will welcome with open arms. Let us know what are your thoughts about this form of artificial intelligence. Would you go ahead and use such an app mm-hmm. if it does come out? And how how efficient do you feel it would be in the fight against COVID-19? Our text lines are open for 215-DOR-TISALOT or sign into our DMs at Pulse95Radio. But what do we have coming up? We have coming up Omnia, Disney's skinless robots that can blink just <laughs> like a human. Now, why do we need it? The question is not why do we need it, but why not? Keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. This is Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Ladies and gentlemen, across the world, across the UAE and right here in Sharjah. We have some news (laughs) and the news is we're talking about a skinless robot that is from Disney and can blink like a human because the question isn't why, but why not? Now, it's impressive and a little bit creepy at the same time. But once you get past the fact that it has no skin, the new robot from Disney Research is an impressive feat of robotics. Now, it was first reported that the new robot can uh, imitate imitate human facial movements specifically blinking and subtle head movements. Yes, indeed. So this uh, Disney-like, ro- or it's coming out of Disney, but it's human-like. Mm. This human-like robot does look a little unsettling. If you guys can go ahead and check it out, you'd definitely be creeped out. First look at this robot. But it has very interesting characteristics that make it come into uh, use because mm-hmm. this robot can definitely do a lot more attentive eye contact than any other robot that has ever been done and it has a sensor that is strapped on its chest that can alert this robot when to turn and face the person in front of it its eye movements can shift from direct eye contact to the rapid eye movements that we tend to do without ever noticing and this makes it very realistic because gaze or eye contact is actually one of the most important social skills and uh, they're very key for a social signal especially when you're interacting with other people typical robots would stare into a person's eyes but if we were to observe how we tend to look at other people we're not always looking straight into their eyes you know we're looking at different parts maybe we're looking at other parts of their face so their forehead for example the forehead the, the lips, mouth the lips yeah. so oh. it's not like it's just that you're not just staring at someone's mm. eyes the whole time that they're speaking yes and it also does move slightly up and down to mimic breathing now the robot was developed by engineers at Disney's research division which is called Walt Disney Im- uh, Imagineering. 
Now, uh, robotic researchers from the University of Illinois, which is the Urban Champaign and the California Institute of Technology, did kind of create this humanoid robots, which do generally focus on type of imitating this this type of human-like movement. But not many people could have mastered it and and mastered mastered the craft until these people came along. These researchers say, hey, listen, we got something new for y'all. Now... What I'm kind of imagining right now, now, so far it is skinless because yeah. once you put a face on something, it does kind of uh, trademark this robot. So I do believe that this will be used, not number one, in movies. Mm-hmm. Number two, maybe we can see it at Walt Disney Park. Yes, that's definitely uh, one thing I'm expecting as well. But it's not very hard to imagine how it would come in, t- come in handy because we've seen Disney also releasing different robots that have been coming handy in different scenes, especially scenes that would risk the lives of their human actors and actresses. So uh, back in 2018, we actually saw a Stickman robot coming right out of Disney. And this robot was actually able to do backflips in midair. And it was very close to the height of what a normal human being would be so Mm -hmm. in different stunts this robot was actually coming in handy to become that role or to play the role of the human being without necessarily putting human lives at risk but we've also seen different characters uh, and robotic characters be displayed in Disney's theme parks and they have definitely had a big audience for all those kids have you ever been to a Disney theme park no I haven't what about you I've been there like 12 times no way yeah in Florida and did you Florida. enjoy them? Yes, I did enjoy them. We would go for four or five days. And uh, unfortunately, I never got to go on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. <laughs> but I was always at the Jurassic Park one. Mm. It was so much fun. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really actually excited to see what we can come out of with these robotics. Because obviously, robots are good for a lot of things. But at the same time, they can entertain us as well. And speaking about entertainment, in a couple of minutes, we will have the halftime show, the only place to be, at 3 with the one and only Omar Adouri. So welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like you're a guest you know every what, yeah, single time. I always feel so privileged to be on your show for the, the minute and two minutes I get because you the introduce me. Ours. Like, welcome to the show. And I feel like now yeah. we have to talk about stuff. Because I feel like I have to welcome you. <laughs> I appreciate You need that, that red carpet. I thought, oh, man, stop it. Keep going. Yeah, uh, we uh, have uh, red, uh, red walls in yes. the studio. Yeah, Does that, that serve? Okay, I'll perfect. <laughs> well, actually, I'm the one who's got a guest today. Yes. And the guest that I have today is an athlete consultant. Mm-hmm. And he actually helps athletes uh, figure out what they want to do after their careers. Yes. Mm. So a lot of the times we see the, the high and the stardom at the top. But all of a sudden that dip, we need someone to kind of advise us and cover that. He's the man for it. And that's Stefan Muller. Yeah, it reminds me of the TV show Ballers. If hey, you, if, if very you ever, good. If you've watched it. It reminds me of the TV show Ballers, The Rock. I did like that uh, show a lot. It's kind of a shame that they kind of discontinued it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we definitely have a packed show uh, coming up in just a few moments. But we also want to remind you that today is the very first day of the Sharjah International Book Fair. And our three musketeers, uh, Ahmed Dawood, Aisha Al-Mazmi, and Ali Al-Hazami, were actually covering the event yes. from 10 to 11 a.m. They'll be doing that. Every day. Every single day up until the 14th of November. So make sure you tune in. And if you want to go ahead and check out some books, you got to go ahead and register uh, at SIBF.com. Sharjah International Book Fair is only allowing people to go ahead and tour the event if they have registered online. So make sure you tune into that. But also make sure you tune into the halftime show kicking off in T minus three minutes. T minus three minutes, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Also, do remember to stay safe. And take your uh, take the preventive and precautionary measures against COVID nineteen as uh, 
It's a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is a real it's thing. It's a real thing. It now sure the le- It's election week. It's election day or election week. <laughs> and uh, we do know a lot of things are coming up. Keep Pulse 95 locked. And Amar Duri is coming at you soon. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.